Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Saturday morning, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Yeah. I apologize to everyone for missing uh, last week. I was camping. Will, what were you doing? You were camping too, or you were at some weird hotel? I was at a bachelor party, a.k.a. my brother and I going to Crater Lake and hiking and doing outdoor stuff. Yeah, that is one of the stranger bachelor parties that I've heard of. Why? It's very calm, very docile. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just that whole thing doesn't really interest me anymore. That's why you're the saint. The let's go to Vegas thing. Yeah. When, when was the last time you were in Vegas? The, uh, Vegas Bowl. Yeah, Vegas Bowl. Pretty much it. There you go. Uh, well, we're back, and we're happy to be back because we are right now. All right. Can I say what? Someone I- screwed up this mic. So every single time I let go of it, it like it goes away from me, like that. Well, like what? I let go of it, and then it just starts doing that. Uh oh. So I have to talk around it like this. So the what? Look, I can't even do my job. Wow, you're not very good at your job, anyways. But you can't even hear me right now. I can barely hear you. It sounds like you're far away. I bet it's that new engineer. Yeah. And now as I talk more, it's floating away. McGinley. He's pissed. Yeah, he's coming after you. He's always really mad. You know, I was he's to never do... liked you. I mean, he and I talk, you know, very candidly about yeah, it. Yeah, that's not true at all. Um, but I, you know, he gets really mad about certain things. Like the other day I was setting up something in uh, KGON, Rock in Portland for 45 years. I was setting up like a, a, a video recording set for some dudes that were coming in. Yeah. And I, I set up a boom mic. So you're doing dude stuff? It's like some bros coming in. Yeah. And I set up a boom mic, and he comes in, and I have it set like how you're supposed to do it, wrapping the cord, a little in front of the subject, blah, blah, blah. He comes in, and he goes, well, what's all this? <laughs> and I go, oh, well, we're recording something, and I'm just setting the boom up. He goes, huh, you might want to move that back a little bit more. It's just like. It's just gruff about how yeah. you set up a boom mic. I was like, you could be nicer about it. Yeah. You know, and now I want to lay into him because I think he effed this mic up. Oh, yeah, he did it to spite you. I have to hold this mic like a child. Entercom Mic Wars. How does a child hold a microphone? Well, no, the, the microphone is, in fact, the child. 
and I'm holding it. Why would you talk into a child? See that? Man, yeah, see, it's just floating away. Yeah, I understand that. You gonna be okay? It's a piece of crap. Well, I mean, try you try tightening it with your finger. Well, no, see, because they got the screw up here, and I need a good old uh, Phillips. Uh, hold on. No, I need a traditional. Yeah, a standard. Yeah, flathead screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying not having this? Can I get to the thing? This is bull crap. I don't get appreciated that much around here. What? I said I don't get appreciated that much around here. I can't hear you. Piece of crap. Try spinning it the other way. You know, I thought in my contract they had this written in. You don't have a contract. You're day by day. We're lucky that you come back every week because you could take off at any time and they could get rid of you at any time. I'm just going to show up on Saturday and you won't be here. Nobody will wonder why. That's not true. I'm, I'm, right, can I'm I, bad ass. Can I just, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. We are 14 days, 7 hours, 24 minutes, and 37 seconds away from kickoff between the Ducks and the Tigers. Oregon versus Auburn at Jerry World. Are you pumped? Yeah. Oh, good. Just wanted to give everybody an update. It's, it's, we're two weeks away. We have zero week next week. We have Miami versus Florida next week. And game day in Disney World. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Game day in Disney World. Now college that is game not... day next week when we go on the air, college game day will be on. Now, game day in Disney World is not a shameless plug, right? Well, I mean, you know, they're on my Disney. What do you mean? You know, that that is totally like an ESPN play. That is well, just like a... It's Disney going ESPN. You work for us. I know, but that's like... You think they would have some integrity? Like, it's, it's so transparent now. Well, they're playing... It's a neutral site game. They're playing at the Campy, Camping World uh, Stadium. Something. Well, it's not a bowl because it's a, a regular season. Trash heap Orlando. Yeah, they're playing in Orlando. Miami versus Florida in Orlando. They're not playing in Gainesville. They're not playing in Miami. So you can't really go on campus for game day. But they're like, hey, we're 30 minutes away from... The happiest place on earth. And, oh, yeah, we own you. Go to Disney World. I have to say, I think Orlando is the Tucson of the East Coast. That's pretty disrespectful to Tucson. No, it's not at all, in fact. are you Tucson is literally just bars, 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 hot chicks, hot weather, bars, bars, bars. Yeah, Orlando is not that. Yeah, Orlando is that. No. But just on a trashier level. That's what I'm saying. That's disrespectful to Tucson. No wonder Shaq left. <laughs> I think Shaq was getting paid more at LSU than he was at Orlando. Wondered, Pretty sure. No wonder Dwight Howard left. Well, I think that might have been different. Now, is he gay? Wait, what? Is Dwight Howard gay? I have no idea. You haven't seen this? There's this whole thing no. of like people accusing Dwight Howard of being gay, and he is like adamant well, that but he's if not he's, gay. Okay, so. But like... He also had this relationship with a transsexual person, and there's, like, text message evidence. I'm surprised you didn't follow all this. No, this is new to me. Tell me the story in more detail, because this is, yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Hold on. It. I need to Google Dwight Howard gay for a second. Yeah. And that came up with some interesting pictures. Did it now. Uh, let's see. Yeah. The, whoa. I just, <laughs> I just hope we can get to a point where... You know, it doesn't matter. Well, good for you. Um, okay, so this is TMZ Sports. So we got a reliable source here. You know what? what's funny is that is an accurate statement. Yeah. It's a very accurate statement. TMZ Sports, 
does not put out fake news. Well, he did an interview with TMZ Sports, and the uh, slug is Dwight Howard. Quote, I'm not gay. <laughs> Dwight Howard says he's not gay, despite allegations made against him in a lawsuit and claims the whole legal battle made him, quote, never want to come outside again. Wait, you can sue somebody for being gay? Um, wh Wait, what are the allegations? Well, wait a minute. Read it again? Is that not what it sounded like? Uh, Dwight Howard says he's not gay, despite allegations made against him in a lawsuit. In a lawsuit? <laughs> well, let me read on. Howard is referring <laughs> to a lawsuit confused. filed by Masson LJ. What? LL Cool J, I think. <laughs> who claimed he had a sexual relationship with Howard and claimed Howard threatened him with violence if he went public about it. Okay, so he's... So he's not suing him for being he's gay. He's suing him for making him, you know, hide his love for his relationship with Dwight Howard. Let me tell you something. If you could sue people for being gay, I would have been sued like 800 <laughs> times for being straight. Wait, what? Yeah. Be sued for being straight. You can be sued for your sexual orientation. Yeah. yeah, that's a dangerous precedent. If we get on that, that's a slippery slope. Let me tell you something. Going this guy right direction. here, he's been having sex with women for 15 years. Confused by how you connected awful. those dots. We're gonna we're gonna milk him for everything he's worth. <laughs> Take everything that he has. Yeah, that'll teach him for having sex with people he's attracted to. <laughs> the way that your mind works confuses me. The fact that you're doing it holding the microphone like that makes it that much worse. Well, I told you, I the know. damn mic. You don't have to hold it like that though. Cool. Just for anybody listening, just imagine he's not holding it in the uh, most straight manner. I'm not gay, Howard said when asked directly. Okay. Dwight says he's received a lot of hate from people who, and this is in all uh, caps, by the way, thought he was gay. Okay. And says he now understands why people are afraid to come out and be their true selves in public. Okay. So, so Dwight Howard learned something, I guess. Well, there you go. Isn't that the most important thing? Does Dwight Howard still play basketball? Uh, I, well, hmm. Good question. <laughs> I know he was, he was on the on Washington the, roster last year, right? Yeah, he was on the Wizards. Yeah. Let's see for a second. Dwight Howard. Let's see here. I did not think we would start the show with Dwight Howard talk. Ooh, there's those pictures again. <laughs> Dwight Howard is an American basketball, American professional basketball player. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's on the Grizzlies. Wait, what? Dude, when did that happen? I don't know. The Grizz? Oh, man. Here's a really great uh, headline, and you can just you can tell me when to stop. Dwight Howard gives Anthony Davis advice. <laughs> <laughs> On what? Listen, if you want to negotiate Los Angeles, there's no better person to talk to than my buddy Dwight Howard. Let me connect the two of you, Anthony. One of my favorite parts about Dwight Howard was um, when he was going through all that negotiation stuff. I forget what year it was when he was he was up for the contract, but. Um, but uh, he was, like, talking to different teams. I think he, you know, talked to L.A. and Houston and all these others. And they caught him, like, coming out of a building. And, you know, Dwight Howard's, like, I think, what, seven, seven one, And he, like, gets into a Maserati, and it looked like a clown car. Yeah, he's a giant person. Yes, he is very large. Not yeah. just tall, but large. Yeah, he's got the big broad shoulders and the whole thing. So he'd be a catch for any guy or girl. I guess. No? I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's got the personality, but, you know.
How do you know? You never talked to him. Well, I, I've heard him talk. Uh, oh, yeah. Somebody on the Better You Today text line is uh, reminding us that, in fact, Dwight Howard set out with a butt injury. <laughs> a butt injury? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that is, right. in fact, true. Yep. That just makes us all the, all the more worse. <laughs> I'm not connecting those dots for anybody that hasn't done it themselves. I think that's probably a good jumping off point here, though. Yeah. What do you mean? I, th- I think I think we're done with that story. I think we've exhausted the conversation about Dwight Howard being gay and He's whether not or not gay. he plays basketball. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. Okay. So, here's what we have today. Some of the greatest baseball play-by-play audio that you will ever hear in your entire life provided by one Bill Walton. We'll play that for you today. Mm-hmm. We will play some audio of Daryl Morey being Daryl Morey in the most Daryl Morey way that he possibly can be. But first, I want to start with a poll. They took the top 25 college football teams, and they've been re-ranked by likability. This is the last week we can do these football fluff pieces, because next week there's football. So we'll see if you agree. 55305, better you today, text line. We will do your top 25 based on likability. All the top 25 teams. Pull up your list and play along at home. We do that next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. When I'm around you. All right, welcome in. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens with you on your Saturday morning. One more week and we have college football being played. Will, did you hear me? Does your microphone work? Is it fading away from you too much? One more week. We have games that count, that matter. None of this NFL preseason hot garbage. I was watching some sweet highlights of Josh Rose and looking completely clueless. Well, what, what the hell is happened? That a, is that considered a highlight? I don't know, dude. Like, I, I am generally curious what the hell happened to Josh Rose. Were you ever impressed with Josh Rosen at UCLA, though? You were with this potential because you saw, like, the offensive line around him sucked, and you saw some of the throws he made, and you're like, okay, that looks like a pro quarterback. Yeah, but you see guys that look like pro quarterbacks all the time. Doesn't they don't It doesn't always translate. I'm not, I never fully understood the hype around Josh Rosen where it's like, that's a can't-miss prospect. That's, that's the thing that always confused me. Same thing with Sam Darnold. I, a lot of people talk like he can't miss. Like, he's guaranteed to be a franchise quarterback. I don't know that I see that necessarily after one year in the NFL. I can kind of see it. It's just he's got to get out of New York. <laughs> well, that's I, that's fair, but... Like, anywhere they else. They have him for five years, and we've seen that st- story over and over again where you have a guy that plays five years for a bad organization... And their career is over because you can't recover from it. Well, and I'm kind of afraid that's the same thing that's going to happen with Josh Rosen in that, like, (laughs) he's going to, it's just, it's going to suck because he's in Miami and no quarterback has ever done well in Miami except for Dan Marino, really. What about Chad Pennington? Yeah, I I don't think anybody's done incredibly well there. Like, I think they're just going to get lost. And then it's like, Rosen will become like similar to Brett Hundley in a way because they both came from uh, UCLA. And when they both came out, both quarterbacks were considered not exactly steals, but just kind of like, Ooh, that's Wait, a good pick. They both came out. Let's just not get into okay. Dwight Howard. anymore. <laughs> um, Cause I'll talk all day. Yeah, about but Dwight Howard. Brett Hundley. I mean, he was, he ended up 
with the Packers. Yeah. So you never thought that he had a had an opportunity to start. Now in Arizona, it felt like Josh Rosen was there, but him being shipped out for year one. Kyler Murray doesn't look a whole lot better. It almost looks like Josh Rosen is lucky to be out of the Cliff Kingsbury offense. Interesting you say that. I thought Kyler Murray looks pretty good. Really? Yeah. What, he complete one pass for 12 yards? What, last? They yeah. didn't play last night. They play, They yeah. They just played they play they play Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Well, I say last night. Okay. You and I, we're not on the same wavelength. Not yet. We'll get there. Listen, we're, we're, we're knocking off the rust of football talk. Yeah, Kyler Murray had two false starts on uh, clapping. It's all right. <laughs> and he didn't complete a whole lot of passes. I mean, when you have Rex Ryan bashing you. He had 12 yards. That's what I just said. Some sweet checkdowns. <laughs> I think it's one complete pass for 12 yards. Dude, if I was an NFL quarterback. Check checkdowns, plural. If I was an NFL quarterback, I would, like, try to do the checkdown thing. For like a couple plays, and then I would notice that like it's not working, and I'd go, just screw it. I'm throwing bombs. I don't even care. That's a run. Yeah. No, Let I'm your guy go get it. it. Let your guy go get it. Yeah. Trust that's, your receiver. That's right. That's, that's hey, like, get up there and I point it, Johnny. That's like a Gruden model. Just throw it up there for him. Let him go get hey, it. Hey, we pay that guy a lot of money. Let him go get it. Yeah. I'm with it. Get, All right. Throw it up to the big guy and let him go make a play. All right. I intentionally avoided the hot preseason football top topic because it stinks. I mean, who cares? It's preseason football. A lot of people care. Do you care about preseason football? 55305, better you today, text line. If you care about it, we'll talk about it next. But I want to talk about the likability factor because I find this a little bit interesting. There's how many teams that you think actually have a chance at winning a national title this year in college football? Three. Clemson, Auburn, no. uh, not, uh, Alabama. <laughs> Auburn, <laughs> silly me. Uh, Alabama. Georgia? Yeah, that's it. That's it? You don't put Ohio I mean, really, State I mean, in there? I mean, geez, everybody thinks Michigan has a better chance, but yeah. I uh, generally believe that uh, what's-his-face, Zach Rose, might actually be a better coach than Urban Meyer at this point. Urban Meyer was a pretty Ryan Day? Cool. What's that? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan Day. You're thinking Zach Rose. Where's yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Um, I don't even know who that is. But, is that uh, a real person? Ryan Day, I, I mean, towards the end, dude, Urban Meyer wasn't a very good coach. No. He sucked. He, he was a effing mess emotionally like he couldn't keep yeah. anything together ryan day even though i know he only had a couple games to do it you could just tell he had control of the team and if you gave him more time it would get better yeah i'm not buying the whole michigan thing yeah i say three teams okay but so you don't you don't take ohio state you don't take michigan uh oklahoma with jalen hurts nah, no dude oklahoma always gets softened by that big 12 schedule and then they get yep. back into the playoff and yep. then whoops everyone's really good with you there so what uh this is from for the win what they did was they took the top 25. So pull up your top 25 uh, college football teams, and they have re-ranked it by likability, which I think is pretty fantastic. Um, so I'm going to have you guess. What I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up in chunks of five. Who's How the, many teams? There's 25. Can we just do 10? Well, because I don't have – no, I can't. I had this conversation with you how you wanted to do this. Yeah, no, I changed the, my mind. We'll do 10. We'll do the least likable. Oh, okay. And we'll do the most likable. This is That's how I, I broke it up into groups of five. Because if you do the top 10, you're missing a lot of teams. So okay. I have the bottom five, I have the top five. Who's your bottom five least likable teams that are in the top 25? Okay. Uh, I would say the least likable team has to be Alabama. 
It is actually not Alabama. Alabama is 21 on this list, so they are in the bottom five. But there are four teams deemed less likable than let's go, Alabama. Let's go LSU. No, LSU is not. They sit at 16 on the list. Miami. Nope. Uh, Miami's not a top 25. Uh, but Oklahoma? Oklahoma is not. And they're on the list, but they are definitely not in the bottom uh, I'm going to go one more guess here okay. with Florida. Florida's number 23. So here's your bottom five as they're ranked. And I don't agree with this, but this is for the win. Uh, Alabama 21, Clemson 22, Florida 23, Ohio State. That was pretty obvious. You missed that. And then Notre Dame number 25. Uh, that's extremely obvious. Yeah. So I think you missed a couple that are pretty good. Clemson, I disagree with, though. I think Clemson for a champion is a pretty likable team. I know there's people that don't necessarily like Dabo Sweeney. I like the way they play. They always look like they're having fun out there. Dabo, outside of interviews, I think he looks like he's having a good time on the coach. And he, I, I love that he's sticking it to Alabama. But. Well, I think a lot of people probably don't like Clemson for the same reason that I expressed my displeasure with Oklahoma and that they literally just sit in the ACC and whoop <laughs> ass and then they just wait and then they unleash hell on everyone. Yeah, but what's the difference between Clemson and Oklahoma is when Clemson gets into the tournament, they go toe-to-toe with Alabama and Oklahoma shrivels. So True. that's the big difference. I I don't know. I just I like a team that shows up like, listen, if the Pac-12, if there were, you know, 11 teams that were down and there's one team that was up and they kept winning, like when USC was on top, and you could go out there and win national championships, listen, you got to give them kudos. And at least Clemson shows up and wins if they played that mediocre schedule. Also, I think they usually schedule a pretty tough non-conference game. They're playing Texas A&M uh, this year. They played them last year. So I don't think that they shrivel away from it. You, just, you can only play the conference schedule you have. I honestly don't understand. Now, this is the one I don't understand is Notre Dame. I, I, I really don't get it because they're honestly not that good, and we just know every time with their schedule and everything that happens, they're just going to get their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Like every time when they get to the playoffs, you just go, yeah, it, it's going to happen right yeah. here. But they do play a tough-ish schedule. It's right? competitive. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's a competitive schedule. It's not it's not like playing through. It's weird because it's not like th- playing through a conference schedule where they're just playing these teams and you're kind of the outlier game. But you play Stanford, you play USC, you play Michigan, you play tough teams. The problem that I have with Notre Dame because I don't I don't find them as hateable as as the worst. I'd put Alabama on the bottom of this list for sure. But the problem that Notre Dame is because they play that competitive schedule, they eliminate two power five conferences if they go undefeated. And that's what happened last year. And you just go, Notre Dame, you're not going to, you're not good enough to win this tournament, but you're in it because you're Notre Dame. Stop being independent. Just join a conference. No, you're, they love money. Of course they do. And they've got the NBC contract. I know they won't, but it just, it throws a wrinkle that in this new format, it just adds another layer of, ugh. I will say what Notre Dame did right is they found a coach that best, like, illustrates who they are. A red-faced Irishman named a, Kelly? Yes. <laughs> a red-faced, angry Irishman who hates everyone and most likely drinks before games. During games. You think during? Oh, yeah. How would you do that? What do you mean? Well, you're saying during a game. What, like at a halftime? No. Just your Gatorade bottles filled with uh, Gatorade and vodka. Well, probably Irish whiskey. I mean, if you're playing for the Fighting Irish. 
Yeah. Are you telling me that you couldn't figure out how to drink during a game? So are you saying that he's more of like a, when S gets tight, I'm going to start swigging and get a little more loose? Or it's like he has to maintain a certain maintain. level or he gets Oh, he's trying, to ma- he's trying to maintain. It's maintaining. Yeah, it's maintaining. And, uh, and you know, it's like one of the coach's assist- assistants is more of a bar back. Yeah. Listen, Johnny, you got one job here. Keep them drinks coming. You think that's why he left Cincinnati is because he tried to do that on the sidelines and they were like, no. Uh, <laughs> he left Cincinnati because he got a job at Notre Dame. I tend to think he liked to drink on the sidelines and they go, no, you can't do that. And he goes, well, screw off. I'm going to Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm, They're that, Catholic. They appreciate that kind of stuff. And I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that I know anything about Brian Kelly drinking on the side. I'm just saying if a guy wanted to drink on the sideline, he'd figure out how to do it. That's all I'm saying. It's hard, though, because, like, Okay, think about it this way. If you're the head coach of Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. are on camera a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot. Because you have that deal with NBC, and NBC focuses on Notre Dame constantly all the time because that's the team. Sure. And so you would think at some point, like, somebody would catch him with the water bottles squirting in, like, no, his dude. Jameson, and then there's, like, a <laughs> twinge of, like, oh. You know oh, I mean? no, no. He does not grimace you know, at the it, taste of Irish whiskey. So you think, whiskey. what, he's like throwing in some like uh, some chaser, or you think he just likes the taste now? Oh, yeah, he just likes the taste. Yeah, he's just used to it. Again, it's about maintaining, if he were an alcoholic. Alcoholics have a very good way of disguising what they're doing. And they it, the the more prominent they are, the more enablers they have, and the more, you know, the, the more their system is kind of built in. Somebody says they have a get back coach. I got a bartender. Exactly. Jim. <laughs> yeah. He's got a gopher. Uh, go for another drink for me. Yeah. All right. Your top five most likable college football teams, according to For the Win. We'll do that next, but first, your uh, Sports Center update. All right. Just a couple minutes from good versus evil in the second half of the show. Bill Walton said words into a microphone about baseball, and they are glorious. We will need to talk about that. Uh, Jen Ellis will join us to talk some baseball, so we'll play that audio for her. Uh, And then we need to talk about Daryl Morey's comments about Michael Jordan and James Harden. So that'll all be in hour two. Seems like a guy that got beat up a lot when he was younger. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So just facts. But we'll play that audio. uh, So plenty of fun with audio in the second half but we want to kind of get this teaser going for college football because one of the things is i don't really have a college football team i've never i didn't go to college so i didn't you know grow up rooting for a team i kind of rooted for the uh washington state cougars but then a friend of mine went to washington state and become became an insufferable fan so now i can't really root for them anymore um well, so don't you know that every fan of every team's insufferable yeah but this this friend of mine uh we've had him on the show Ryan Bailey, he comes in, he talks Cougs with us. He grew up as an insufferable Huskies fan and then couldn't get into the school, so he went to Wazoo. Smart. And and then, well, he also wanted to go into broadcasting. It's a good broadcasting school. And then he completely fipped and became the world's most insufferable Cougs fan, so now I can't root for them. I will say I'm probably the most insufferable Blazers fan, not Beavers fan. Oh, yeah, there's no question. I am the most reasonable Beavers fan because I understand where we're at, and I don't try to pretend. Yeah. Yeah, you do fine with the Beavers. But, yeah, you're pretty bad with the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Nice self-awareness on you, Mr. Darkins. 
Uh, so let's get back into this uh, poll. This was a, uh, not a poll. It is a, for the win, uh, took their writers and they put together a top 25 based on likability. I will remind you, if you're just joining us, we did the bottom five already. Alabama, Clemson, Florida, Ohio State, Notre Dame are your bottom five in that order. So Alabama, more likable than four teams. I find that hard to believe, but it's their opinion. Will, who do you think is on the top of that list? Who are the top five teams that they have? Oh, it's got to be the Ducks. Ducks are number two. I knew it. Did you really? Yeah, I did. So nationally. Yes. Okay. I knew it. I I absolutely knew it. It, It's it's because nationally, everybody still sees them as the darling, but everyone here knows what's up, (laughs) and everyone in Washington knows what's up. Yeah. Can I say, though, that the Mario Cristobal Ducks have more likability, certainly than the Willie Taggart ones, even more than the Chip Kelly ones for me right now? Well, they have far more than the Chip Kelly ones. Chip Kelly ones were the most hateable. Yeah. Because of the fact that Chip Kelly was so resistant to media and Chip Kelly got his comeuppance so hard. Well, and Garrett will punch you in the face if you beat them. Yeah, he was just kind of a huge jerk. Yeah. He was a massive jerk, and it was so awesome to see him get beat in the title game against an SEC team and just kind of go, yeah, see, nationally, you're not on the same level. (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to go full Beaver fan on this, but, like, dude, there was a (laughs) play. I'm not an insufferable Beavers fan until right now. No, no, no. I'm not not talking up the Beavs. (laughs) I'm talking down the the Ducks. Ducks. I'm hating on the Ducks. Yeah, that is a quality of insufferable Beaver fan, though. There too. was a play in the national title game in 2011 where they ran a read zone, and Nick Fairley, who went on to be a very good NFL defensive tackle, he literally just, like, sits in the pocket. Because, you know, with the read zones, there is always a chance that you're going to have a defensive tackle or D-end, like, open. But it's the whole idea yeah. of if there's enough misdirection, they won't know where they're going. Nick Fairley just sits there and then, like, sits and waits yeah. in the hole. And then Michael James gets the ball and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go hit you right now. <laughs> that guy, yeah, Nick Fairley yeah. had a bit of a game. He literally didn't even move with, nope. like, the nope. whole group of linemen. He just sat and goes, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yep, that's your offense. And then you come out to find that Kelly goes to the Eagles and people are calling his plays out on the field. Yeah. Now he's at UCLA and, well. They were terrible last year. Yes. Um. I would expect that to change a little bit, but yeah, it was nice to see him get a little bit of uh, humble pie. Um, I was going to say the Helfrich uh, Ducks were were likable, but that was the Mariota Ducks. Mark Helfrich was a background character in the Mariota run, so yeah. I will say that. But And I, I think you are right. Cristobal's Ducks are likable. Cristobal is likable, too. I, yes. think, I think there's a big... Hell of a recruiter, real yep. gregarious guy, brother. Yep. Yeah, I like, I, I like him... More than I like the Ducks because I'm not a big like I said not a big Ducks fan, um, but I think that I think this year should be entertaining. That's I will say that uh, they are not number one. They are number two. So who you got at number one most likable college football team? Most likable college football team at number one. I almost want to say Iowa. Iowa sits uh, number fifteen. Iowa State's ahead of them. Huh? Yeah, at ten. I know a lot of people like Iowa because, one, they have a children's hospital that looked over the wall of their stadium onto the field. That's one of the coolest things. Yes, that and every single year, 
every college football fan is bound to sit at their TV at three o'clock in the afternoon and watch the end of a tired Iowa game. Yeah. And, and Iowa is they're like, we're going to tire out the other team. And then it's just, it's like a Rocky fight where it's like, whoever can hold their gloves up is going to win this. Thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I swear to you. I, I really do believe this theory. Rocky's that white. Everybody in the country at some point during the college football season watches an Iowa game. Yeah, I think that's, I think because they're in that weird Midwestern time zone, the central time zone. And you find yourself either later in the afternoon, that weird, like four, four 30 or earlier at that two 45, three o'clock that you don't have much to do. And you just turn the TV on and Iowa's playing. It's Iowa or Wisconsin. playing, And you kind of go, which is kind of the same team. I'll watch it. (laughs) Whatever. Iowa is Wisconsin without the flash. Yeah. Most likable team. Yeah. This is kind of hard. Yeah. It's, it was well, a tricky list and it's not a perfect list, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, if, if you want to take one more stab, okay, I'm going to take one more stab at it. I will tell you in the top five, they're not number one, but there is another PAC 12 team. Uh, can you give me the conference? Their number one teams in uh, the number one team you will hate. You actually picked them as one of your least favorite teams and they're big 12. Oh, Oklahoma? Yeah. What, people like them? I don't know why. And they made the argument that another transfer quarterback, Jalen Hurts, coming in. Jalen Hurts makes them less likable. Well, I think their coach, too, that maybe that's why people like him. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. A lot yeah. of people like Lincoln Riley. I will say that. They but like I, the youth. They like yeah. that how he's connected with quarterbacks. You know, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But there is one more Pac-12 team. Uh, Stanford. Nope. Uh, Arizona. Wazoo. Well, was, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. And, that makes and, sense. And it's funny. So everyone on the list, they've got a paragraph or two explaining why they're on there. Mike Leach at number four is the only words they have below Wazoo. They just go, Mike Leach. Enough said. <laughs> Already getting a lot of uh, better you today. Text sign 55305. Oregon is annoying. Yeah, well, especially locally. I think you made that point. Nationally, I don't think Oregon is in everybody's face like it is locally. We are the home of the Ducks, so we talk about them, uh, I'm sure, more than some people would like. Um, But at the same time, they are a huge sports property, especially in the city. So they're unavoidable. I found it uh, one of those things where, as a kid, I never saw Duck fans in Vancouver, Washington. Grew up in Vancouver. I knew one Duck fan in my high school. His dad went there. And now you can't drive past three cars without seeing a duck sticker on the north side of the Columbia. Well, that was the 90s, too. Oh, and no, for sure. I mean, they're, they weren't quite there yet. Yeah, but but I think that's part of it, too, is being like this new hot property uh, throughout the 2000s annoyed a lot of people. So part of me agrees with what they're saying. But at the same time, they are the most interesting local story that we have uh, going into this season. And I, I was talking, I was on Dusty and Cameron earlier this week, and somebody's like, I'm sick of all this duck hype. Don't be. If you think the Ducks are overhyped, tell all your buddies right now. Pick them to win seven games, and when they do, rub it in their faces. I think the hype is fun. It's cool that a local team is being talked about on a national scale. And if you hate them, just be like, good. I hope that they fall flat on their faces. But you'd rather have the hype so that they can do that. Kind of to your point, the Beavers, it's like, eh, if they win four games, nobody will notice. If they win two games, nobody will notice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. If they win four games, <laughs> I'm going to notice. Will you? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. They won four games. Yeah, dude. That's a huge Will win. Will running naked around the building. Ah, dude, I'll take four wins. That sounds great. <laughs> take four wins. Look, if you're tired of Ducks talk, then yeah. why don't you just get on the Dwight Howard might be gay <laughs> speculation train? That's, hey, well, we're happy to run that. There, there's a lot of material for it. It's very true. Here's the rest of your uh, top five real quick. Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Washington State, and UCF. Your most likable college football programs. UCF still, huh? Yeah, people like that. Yeah, I guess so. Frost left. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's you don't have to agree with it. That's just a list. Hmm. All right. Is there anything I can now? Where's uh, Gay Dwight Howard on that list? Uh, Gay Dwight Howard. I don't want Eight. regular Dwight Howard. Eight. Eight. Yep. Interesting. He actually goes up on likability. Straight Dwight Howard. Let me ask you something. If Dwight Howard actually did come out as gay, would you like him more? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> wouldn't you? I don't know. What? Absolutely I would. I wouldn't not like him more. I would just kind of be like, huh. Right now I'm completely indifferent to Dwight Howard. Yeah. I didn't even know if he was playing basketball. We were both shocked to find out he's in Memphis. So, yeah, it would be, a re- it'd be like, oh, how about that? Good for you. Champion, okay. champion your cause. Okay, so Dwight Howard comes out as gay and his boyfriend... Mm-hmm. Wait for it. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I thought you were going to go another NBA player. No, no, okay. no. Benedict Cumberbatch. And he keeps, and he starts wearing the cape out in public from, uh, from what is it? Dr. Strange. That's right. They both wear capes. Cause Dwight Howard had that, uh, that dunk contest cape. All right. Our that's where, our that's where he saw it. That's where Cumberbatch got attracted to Howard. He saw the dunk contest and he did it in his British voice and said, I, I, he looks interesting. <laughs> I need to get a wild speculation uh, disclaimer for this show. Well, okay. Look, no, I'm just saying, it, look, somebody text in and t- uh, give me evidence that they're not. Otherwise, that D- Dwight Howard and Benedict Cumberbatch aren't dating. Can you prove? That they're not a couple. Yeah, if you can, okay. Hey, yeah. look, I get on the radio every Saturday, and I come in here, and I get my opinions, and they're well thought out. If you want to come at me, you come on the text line, and you tell me otherwise. But I'll tell you this. I think those guys, they're dating. Good versus evil is next. Sinner and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. I just want to remind people about how great he was individually. Those teams in Sacramento were a disaster. And people blame Boogie for it. He had his first seven years in Sacramento, I believe, a combination of 18 point guards, coaches, GMs. Nobody can succeed that way. Nobody. That was a man trying to convince you that leasing a Rolex is better than buying one. Nick Wright. A depressing Woj bomb dropped in the NBA this past week. Lakers center DeMarcus Cousins suffered a torn ACL in his left knee Thursday. No timeline has been set for surgery, but many fear his availability for next season is pretty much all but gone. If you're keeping count at home, that's the third serious leg injury for Cousins in the past year and a half. 
Boogie is 29 years old. Can we call the prime of his career officially over? Yeah, I think you probably can. Um, Again, the prime of his career. Yeah, well, here's what he's missed out on, and and this is the way I'm thinking of it, is he missed out on his prime money-making years. He was slated to be a max contract guy and make a ton of money in New Orleans, then his Achilles, and then he has to go and play a prove-it year, gets hurt again. This was going to be another prove-it year again. So now, even if he comes back next season, he's going to have to prove that he can stay healthy, which won't necessarily garner a max contract unless somehow he comes out and absolutely dominates. Um, So I think he's probably two or three years away from even getting a long-term contract, but on a max contract. So yeah, we may get some quality Boogie Cousin minutes later, but I don't think he's going to be the guy that you can build a team around. He's not going to make the money that he could have had he stayed healthy. So yeah, we've missed, he's missed his prime more than we've missed it. Uh, Unfortunately, it's, it's like Isaiah Thomas, only worse. You know where he's going next, right? Uh, I assume Portland. Orlando. <laughs> but as Josh acknowledged, ultimately his success is up to him. And Josh Gordon has handed off many of those chances when he could have shined, could have lit up the league, could have had huge numbers and a big contract by now. But because of the personal setbacks, professional setbacks that he suffered, he found himself in the position where he has been suspended over and over and over again. That was actor playing the son of an old man with COPD in a Farsiga commercial, Adam Schefter. He's talking about the speedy reinstatement of Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon, who was suspended last season for yet another violation of the league's substance abuse policy. Now, a young core of wide receivers will have a veteran superstar in their presence in New England. Gordon has a long history of off-field issues. Do you see him playing an entire season? I hope so. I don't know that I do, but I mean, there's not a better place for him to have the opportunity to go back to. I don't know what he had to do to get reinstated, but I imagine that he was being tested while he was under suspension. So I hope that means that he's had a good off season as far as staying clean and doing whatever he needs to do personally to get back to to playing on the field. I hope for his sake that, uh, that he can do it because we see a lot of times after your NFL career is when it gets really bad for a lot of players. So I hope he can kind of stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah, it'd be great to see him play football, but he's on the Patriots, so I can't really root for him to win. But it would be nice to see him get things kind of on the straight and narrow so that he can have a life after football. Yeah. And I, and I have always loved soccer. I, I, that was actually the first sport I actually played in the league was actually soccer. Um, so I used to play goalie. And I would come out of the goal and go, go score. Um, <laughs> but uh, That was your teenage friend who got his license before everyone and gives you rides on the weekend. But he's also doing your girlfriend behind your back, Russell Wilson. <laughs> the Seahawks quarterback and his hot wife, Sierra, say they have joined the MLS Seattle Sounders ownership group. They are now 11 or part of 11 local families, uh, which includes uh, Macklemore's family. Remember that guy? Yeah. Who would be a more annoying team representative, Drake or Russ? Russell Wilson has that. (laughs) I played goalie and I was the best scorer on the team too. Kind of aw shucks, dopey guy. 
you know, I'm just a kid from Virginia, and, uh, you know, I got this superstar, super hot wife. Uh, yeah, no, you know, no big deal. Team God. Go rah, rah, rah. Um, Nano bubbles. <laughs> he's a weird dude. I, I owe, Every time he talks, I hope he just goes back to just playing football, and I wish he'd be a silent representative of my team with the Seahawks. Drake at, at least doesn't play for the team, so you can kind of ignore him. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, if he were just a spokesman, I think people would ignore him pretty quick. It's pretty funny that you say, like, I wish you would just go back to p- playing football because that same statement is something that, like, a... Um, Shut up and dribble thing for yeah, LeBron James. If, like, somebody was, like... <laughs> Like uh, making waves, like politically in sports, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's usually what they say. But this guy's just basically like, ah, shucks, I love soccer and I love everybody. But yeah, and you're but like, he just can't, he can't say it without being Russell Wilson. He's just like, yeah, yeah, it was my first sport. I was a goalie. I scored all the goals too. And he just, he says it. And he's like, yeah, he's just your buddy that's always, always one up in you. Then after the game, I helped yeah. one of my teammates uh, with homework. Yeah. It yeah. actually became his mom's husband <laughs> because never, he walked out on the I'll family. I'll never forget the soccer league. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I was going down to score a goal, and then uh, the opposing team's coaches had a heart attack, and I went and I saved his life uh, with CPR. And then we got back out there and we played. I just love doing things. It's like, really? He does love doing things. Yeah, he does. He's pretty good at things, too. He's, he's better than you at everything. Yeah. Kick your ass at ping pong. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, actually, probably. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and this one comes from Florida. Here's your slug. Florida vacation home invaded by vomiting vultures. A New York couple's luxurious vacation home in Florida has been taken over by dozens of black vultures that are vomiting and defecating everywhere. Whoa. What are they throwing up? Vultures or scavengers? That's probably gross. The Palm Beach Post reports that the Kassim, K- Kassim, K- the K- family can't me. even visit the $702,000 home. Oh, boy, this is sad. They can't even visit the $702,000 home they purchased earlier this year. Oh, man, and it's on a golf course. Of course it is. Damn. I think all of Florida is on a golf course. One of the people of the family described the smell as, quote, like a thousand dead, rotting corpses. Yeah, so vultures eat dead things, so it doesn't probably smell very good going in and then half digesting it. Probably doesn't help. The way they're writing this makes this sound awesome. Um, <laughs> the vultures have destro- uh, destroyed screen enclosures and have overtaken the <laughs> and have overtaken the pool and barbecue. <laughs> Just there hanging out. You're picturing a vulture on a floating uh, crocodile, aren't you? An inflatable yeah. uh, unicorn. The way they wrote this makes it sound like the vultures <laughs> are, just are a party. bunch of frat boys. <laughs> and they just came and crashed this party. What's up going on, guys? The few times the family has visited, they've had to park their car in the garage to, boi- to avoid the birds pecking at them with their beaks. Where is this house that it's just happening to that house and not the rest of the neighborhood? If it's on a golf course, there's no way there's a Florida golf course with one house on it. This has to be in a neighborhood. A neighbor, Cheryl Katz tells the post, she's gotten it she that she's got it even worse because okay. she lives next door to a person who's actually feeding the vultures. 
Wait, what? So someone's feeding these vultures, and it's not the appropriate vulture diet, obviously, because vultures eat live animals. No, they eat dead animals. Oh, right, dead animals. And they're probably giving them, like, wings, pizza, and beer. And these vultures, it's well, not listen, agreeing. they're out at the barbecue. Yeah. And they're going to the barbecue with it and then just crapping everywhere. Vomiting. Well, the, the crapping, I think, is the natural process of digestion. The vomiting makes me feel that these birds are slightly unwell. But... I don't know the normal behavior of vulture. So that's what I was wondering is if the neighbor is throwing like vulture food. Like have you ever heard of the the old high school prank where the guy goes out all summer to his uh his opposing high school's field wearing a striped shirt, blows a whistle and throws bird feed down? No. You've never heard this? No. Oh yeah. So then when the referee starts the football game, blows the whistle and he gets flooded with birds. Somebody hates this family from New York if this is a house being destroyed. Somebody is putting food at that house to make sure the vultures show up. Nobody wants this family in the neighborhood. Listen, Jones family, get the message. Nobody wants you here in Florida. You know what else I'm imagining is that the vultures, which I'm guessing are bros, invited like hot vulture chicks. At the, at the barbecue? Yeah, and the, the vulture pool. chicks are in the pool with like vulture bikinis. And they're playing games of chicken. <laughs> the vulture bros are on the bottom and they're sitting on their shoulders. Yeah. yeah I, can, I can picture that. They're just friggin' plowing through rails of coke on the uh, patio. <laughs> on the patio a, thing. Yeah. You've got a cornhole set up out with a barbecue. I'm going to puke again. Go in the house. <laughs> Go in the house. Don't ruin the barbecue. Dude, do it in the pool. Don't do it near the cornhole. Jimmy will get pissed. They're just knocking back high life till they vomit. (laughs) Shotgunning Budweiser and going in the house and throwing up all over the place. These vultures are awful. (laughs) Terrible. Well, listen, you give a, in my experience, you give a vulture more than three jello shots, they're going to vomit. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, somebody hates his family. That's that's my diagnosis of this situation. Dude, don't give near Derek's girlfriend. <laughs> All right, here's what's going on. Uh, Wait, you have to read the thing with people paying us. <clears throat> that, that's your good versus evil. Yeah. That's uh, from our friends at 808, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd in Woodstock. That is your Titan of Hawaiian restaurants. You should go there and eat their food. That's done. We have to talk about Bill Walton covering baseball. Daryl Morey being an idiot, and Jay-Z is already being criticized as the new ambassador for the NFL. That's hour two. It's going to be great. You should stay tuned. Next, right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.